Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa. And welcome to Unrunned to Pursuit. We just want to invite you guys into real unedited conversations about real life topics that affect your marriage. Yeah, guys, we are passionate about training and equipping marriages to succeed through God. Hey, baby. Oh, man, you changed it up? Yeah. Every <clears throat> once in a while, Season I just like six. to shock you. In Season summer. six. Yeah. Well, that's right. Episode something. Getting close to summer break. It is, is it? Yeah, it is. We always take some time off for the summer. Mm-hmm. We try to stay focused and we'll, we'll stay active still on social media, give you yeah. guys a chance to no, catch up on any episodes you may have missed. Yeah. People can go back and listen to it before episode 82. 82? Or no, you said 80 before also? 80 also. As well. There you go. Okay. <laughs> no, I... Please go back. Uh, the only time we've ever, the only reason we ever say that is just because that was like, well, one, God has done all of this, but we feel that that was just like this, you know, craziness on. This is who we are. Yeah. And we had not done that at yeah. all. And so that's the only reason we really say that. But um, don't start at episode one, maybe. If you start at one, you need to crank the volume up. Yeah. <laughs> We did not have as good of equipment. We, we didn't know what we were doing. So. <laughs> Still don't in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. I told, like, right now I'm not feeling my my vibe because we record these now. Mm-hmm. I told Lisa she could just, Record like, them on video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, how'd they Since get them out first? Out, I'm calling you out now. I told her she could throw a filter on later. <laughs> I was like, okay, bougie, okay. (laughs) Well, we do want to start off this episode Uh, with what we always do, which is a review from one of you. Yet again, thank you guys who have taken the time. It's been great. Um, We just always, I mean, honestly, we read everyone that we see. We we only are able to see reviews on Apple. I've gotten a couple of DMs lately asking about other avenues to leave reviews. We don't know. Well, Well, Spotify just just lets you rate it. So, so yeah. you can rate it, but you can't yeah, actually what's up do with it. Spotify, dude. I feel I like they're like dropping know. the ball on that. And then, and then we we ugh. there's one. Maybe some of you know this. I don't know. We read one recently that we get via email through through the podcast, and it's supposed to be on Apple, and it's not showing up on Apple. Yeah. So I'm curious. Things. Like, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, anyway, we whatever. we appreciate it very yeah. much. Um, this one is from Jay Weddle two three three two says hurting husband it says listening to your podcast has given me the ultimate hope that god can restore our marriage as i listened to your testimonies and story it gave me the courage to confront my wife on her affair while the future of our marriage is unsure at this Mm -hmm. moment i have hope and faith that through the power and will of god the affair will end our separation will end and our family will be whole again leaving a lasting legacy of big love full forgiveness and a complete family that's cool Which, yeah, we we pray and hope that for you as well, that as you're navigating through this, I mean, our biggest encouragement is always all Mm. Jesus. I I think that this is probably one of our biggest questions that we get. Whoops. Yeah. It's like, what is your biggest advice? (laughs) I I just got that recently and I was like, they were like, what would be the one thing, you know, you would tell someone. I don't want to like it's not a cop out answer no. and and I feel like I have to preface that sometimes that you know 
to people because they're like, oh, okay. It's like the the Sunday school thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. you done with Sunday school, what they talk about? Oh, I talked about Jesus. You know, it's like when you ask your kids that. Yeah. It feels like the cop-out question. But no, we do. That's exactly what we do. We just, I mean, there's a ton of advice, of course, and, and things we did wrong and did right. But the first thing you have to do is, yeah, is focus on him. Yeah. Well, he's mm -hmm. the one who truly changes and transforms yeah. us, heals us. It's That's the reason why we push so heavy for that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, I just recently put on social media just topics for mm -hmm. uh, you guys to throw at us about what you want us to talk about. And there are quite a few of them. Um, I, I definitely want to encourage some of, some of the things have definitely been touched on in episodes that we've done. Yeah. Um, we would encourage you if you have not listened through the entire series, really starting from 80 on there's, there's things within the title that yeah, you're not going to you get find a, it quick. Yeah. But you're or, not going to get the whole entire topic of mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you see something and you're thinking, Oh, that's not going to be relevant to what I'm what I'm dealing with right now. We would just encourage you to listen because we often touch on topics because we often say we don't we don't edit. Okay, so <laughs> sometimes we got some rabbit trails that might really impact. I like you. sprinkle th I sprinkle things throughout. I think. <laughs> Brad's just a little sprinkler, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, but it it is important I think for for you to listen to all of it because you might really find an answer to some of the mm. questions. But this is something that was touched on in a... Brad, I cannot focus. If what, baby? Be doing that. <laughs> you can't focus on this? I'm like talking. I look over. Brad's like looking at his hat and like taking off his hat and looking at himself <laughs> in the video. Like, what's my vibe right now? I already right told now? you. I was trying to figure this out. I feel... <laughs> we were traveling all day yesterday, so I feel a little, a little funky. A little discombobulated? Yeah. Is that a word? Discombobulated? Yeah. Yeah, what, what? I don't know. It's just like a thing that I'm like, I've always used this word, but I've never actually like. I mean, that's true. I, you would have to, I mean, that is a word, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You do have words that aren't words. <laughs> you do. <laughs> what can you I say? What do. can I say? I did just realize recently that I say <laughs> pupper all the time. Oh, my goodness. That this is not. something that apparently that my mom has, you know, yeah. that I think it's normal to say, like, can you grab that little pupper over there? Yeah. Like, pupper is a word, but not used in the context that I use it. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a few little issues and mm -hmm. I'm working on it <laughs> anyways. So one of the things that kind of has come up a lot, both in our coaching and in these questions, mm -hmm. is kind of this area to navigate through, right? So this is not necessarily specific to infidelity, but mm -hmm. it definitely ties in. But I would say that anything in life when it comes to, we have just like an immense desire, I think, when we're walking with Christ mm -hmm. and we see other people that are not in alignment with God's will, that we want to bring them into God's will. We want to like, you just mm -hmm. need to know these things. I need you to do these things. And then your relationship with God will be right. And you're going to figure all this out and you're going to mm -hmm. experience the freedom. And we want to give them all the tools. And yet the reality is, is this is just not something we can offer the information, right? We can, yeah. we can represent what we're, what we're talking about. We can't force people to make that decision. No. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
I was waiting for you to jump in, boo. <laughs> you got a lot to say on this one. I know, but I'm like, okay, no, I don't want to just go. I want you to jump in. <laughs> I want your insight. Um, no, it's hard. I'm. I get. I'm assuming, right? Like honestly, I'm assuming it's hard. Wait. I haven't had to cross. I I haven't had to cross this bridge. Well, I knew you were going to say that because you're thinking of it just in the context of our story. Mm-hmm. But you have had to face this in a lot of instances, mm-hmm. in a lot of the times that we coach, in a lot of the the men that you've talked to. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you have very often ran into this situation of just knowing like, dude, I need you to let go of this. I need you to move into this area and someone who isn't willing to do it. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes. But on that, I haven't lost sleep over it. If that makes sense. Right. So like, I think what you're pouring out in, in your heart and what you've heard is spouse or someone is trying to like save somebody. Mm-hmm. right and they're not hearing it mm-hmm. or they're hearing it but they're not really doing anything so that person is gonna like that's that's hard that's yeah. super hard you put it in the context of some of the guys that i've coached it's like hey here's the tools mm-hmm. here's my experience here's the tools here's and here's what the bible says here's what you need to do you know Mm-hmm. And I guess at the very, very beginning before we started, before Unrelenting Pursuit was a name, you know, I used to be like very, not lose sleep over it, but I would stress out about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I guess I was, excuse me, I guess I was in that, in that place, right? But, and I'm not jaded, you know, so don't, don't listen to this and go, oh, well, you've, ha- you've, you've worked with so many people. So now you just are like, no, I, I know what jaded is because <laughs> I've been that in several different aspects of, of even what I do for a living. And I've caught myself doing that. You see the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. You're like, eh, I don't really care about it anymore. That's not what this is. <clears throat> this is me maturing in what God has called me to do, understanding that, I can I have never saved anyone mm-hmm. ever. I've given them my opinions. I've given them scripture. I've given them my thoughts on different things. I've given them my experiences. Godly I've, advice. Godly advice. Yeah. I've given them all those things. I've given them, Hey, if you do X, this is what, what's going to happen. Or these are the things that can happen. Mm-hmm. If you do that, if you don't do that, these are the things that can happen and all these things, but ultimately they have to do it. And yeah. so I think, yes, at the very, very beginning, there was a couple people I can think of in my head right now that I'm just like, you know, I would argue with mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming from a good place, but it's like trying to, it's like smacking someone with the Bible, mm. right? It's like walking around, just like smacking people with the Bible. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you want to do that, it's not going to work. And so growing in in interpersonal skills, right, and talking to people, and then the, the experiences you've had, you get, and then spending time with God and, and understanding that there's a point where it's like, hey, here's the tools. Like, here's the callous part of it, right? Hey, man, I hear what you're saying. I have empathy. I've been there. Here's the tools, like, let's work through this. 
And if, and then you meet them again and it's like, Oh, I'm doing the same things happening and this and this and this. It's like, well, what have you been doing? Have you been doing anything? Mm -hmm. No. Well then, what what do you want? What do you want? There's no easy button. There's no pill to take. And so then that's where I've been like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know what you want. Like yeah, I, there's I mean, nothing this, I could do this reality of, and I think, you know, we, we touched based on this in church today, talking through Hosea and this reality of knowing that God does bring us to the end of ourselves or allows mm-hmm. us to get to the end of ourselves, yeah. but in the hopes, and we mentioned this before, but mm-hmm. in, that we will turn to him, yeah. that we will see the freedom in walking with Christ and the boundaries that he's placed around our life Mm -hmm. and that hedge that he's placed around us. What I see happen with a lot of spouses that are walking through this level of betrayal is a couple of things. You either want to accept halfway healing. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, okay. Um, someone is willing to do some things. Oh yeah. Right. Someone's willing to, and please don't misunderstand me that this is not a process that happens overnight. Mm -hmm. So this isn't this aspect of like, you're going to have someone who comes home after walking through worst case situations and come home. And it's just magically all different. I would love it. If that was the case, there is that sanctification process that is ongoing our whole lives Mm -hmm. really, but there's a very distinct difference in someone who still has one foot in the world and one foot towards their marriage and towards God and wants to balance those two places out. Yeah, and that's that's the the fallacy with <clears throat> if you're that person that's the fallacy of all this stuff. You can't. Right. Right? We're we're not none of what God teaches is designed in the worldly realm, right? As far as like the secular mm-hmm. realm. There's no balance. You're either one or the other. There's no gray. Mm-hmm. in any of this you either follow christ or you don't it's like it's like you can't be kind of pregnant right mm-hmm. you're either pregnant or you're not right it's the same way you either follow christ or you don't now just because you follow christ doesn't mean you're perfect doesn't no. mean you don't lie doesn't mean you aren't you, still struggling in yeah it doesn't mean you're not still struggling mm-hmm. you know it doesn't doesn't mean any of that it just is you're you're you have hope mm-hmm. right you're walking in victory knowing that sin's not going to destroy me i'm trying my best yeah actively fighting. yeah actively fighting doing all these things where if you're not you're living in the world fully like that's what you're doing like there's no other there's nothing else you can do right like that is literally living in the world fully so i just yeah. listened to this <clears throat> just someone on social media, you know how like social media will suggest like, Hey, you should follow this person. Mm-hmm. You should follow this. You know, clearly I don't jump on. Right? So we have, I don't have my own Instagram account. <laughs> it would probably be all Frenchies and whatever <laughs> yeah. else. Right? French, Frenchy puppies guys. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like, let me tell you. <laughs> They're cool. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have my own Instagram account and it's not for any other reasons other than I just don't, yeah. you know, it wasn't something like, Oh no, if you know, it wasn't a, it's not a guardrail, but I don't have that. But what I'm talking about is with our, with our merit, with our unwilling to pursue an account, you'll get these suggestions. So anyway, I've, I watched some of them cause they're, 
their things on faith and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And this guy did this awesome thing. And I thought it was so good. And this, I think this is kind of relevant now that I'm talking about it because one foot and the other. And, and if you're following Christ, understanding that there's still things that you're, you're, if you're actively fighting, then it's, it's okay. Yeah. Right. And it, I know it sounds weird, but it's okay to, to do this. But this, this little skit this guy did was, you know, this guy is coming up to another guy. They're both the same person. This guy's coming up to another <laughs> guy and he's like, Hey, you know, um, I, I can't get rid of temptation. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he felt like the whole explanation of it was basically like, he felt like every time he was tempted, he was sinning. And then, the other guy's like, hey, man, you know, Jesus was tempted for how long, mm-hmm. right? When he was, before his ministry started, Jesus was tempted for how long it didn't fall into temptation. He's clearly sinless, yeah. right? So you can clearly see there that uh, the temptation isn't bad, you know, temptation in the sense. Temptation isn't sin. Isn't sin, right? Yeah. You're not getting, you, you don't get tempted all of a sudden. You're like, oh, no, I've sinned. You have to fight it. And yeah. so that's now. The flip side of that is if you're, if you kind of follow God, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not really doing this, if you're trying to live in the gray, which you can't, then you'll give in to all the temptations and you'll live all that world. And then you'll say, oh, but, but I'm, but I, I believe in God. So he can just forgive me at any point. The way I think about it is like the, the little kid who is like constantly pushing the boundaries just to see how much you can get away with. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> anyone who has young kids will get this thing where yeah. you get that instruction. Like, do not touch, do not touch that. Yeah. And you see that little kid and they're looking right at you and they've got their finger yeah. and they're just like, our, our, moving our, their yeah. finger towards it. Don't not touching it. No, I know. Our, but, our kid did that. Yes. I mean, numerous times where you're just like looking yeah. at them, like you actively yeah. know that there is a consequence <laughs> yeah. to this decision you are making. <laughs> I mean, never underestimate the decision making power of a two year old, you know, <laughs> like there were times I just would pray, Lord, give me a stronger yeah. will. Give me a stronger uh, will than this. But you see so much of like our relationship with Christ played out in the parent child mm-hmm. relationship. Absolutely. You know, and this. There's there's a reason why God gives us boundaries to live mm. within. Yeah. Boundaries are love. Mm-hmm. And we need to start looking at boundaries as love and not the the trap that we're placed it's in. It's so interesting. So today, I mean, since you already talked about you know, we're not stealing anybody's stuff, right? Today at the church right, the sermon like hit this on the head perfectly so i've been saying it like a two-year-old that that i don't know how to draw and i'm just like drawing with two (laughs) two hands with different color crowns right that's how i've always i've always tried to explain it that's how i felt but then when i heard when i heard it explained today i was like that's exactly what i've been talking about so i've i grew up for nobody's fault Right. And I always say that because I don't want people to be like, man, I grew up with you. Like, what are you talking about? No, I grew up Noah's fault thinking that the Bible is just a list of no's. Mm-hmm. Right. It, here's the law. Don't break it. You good. Break mm-hmm. it. It's bad. Right. It's plain and simple. That is how I felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, once I had a relationship with Christ, then I started understanding that there wasn't these 
it wasn't a list of no's. It was a freedom. Yeah. Right. And that's what was said today. And I thought it was so great. Gave analogy about a kid. You know, when you have a little, little tiny kid and you protect your house, right? It's kind of funny because we didn't really childproof our house um, when we had little kids, you know, but, you know, you'll do the, the outlets or, uh, you know, opening up drawers, whatever it is, right? Or like putting little covers on corners so, mm-hmm. you know, they don't hit it. And it's like, why are you doing that? Is it so your kid can't have fun? No. no. It's literally just so you protect them. Look and at so, my parents trying to not let me get electrocuted. How yeah, rude. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, we're just doing this so we can protect you until you realize that that's not good for you. Yeah, that that pretty soon you don't even have to. It's like an invisible boundary. Yeah. Right? As they get older and they're going along, you don't have to have those there anymore no. because they have a distinct, like, that's not yeah. safe. If I touch <laughs> the hot pan, I burn I my hand. I will get burned. So I'm not going to do it. But it's not something of like, oh, well, but touching the hot pan and getting hurt is a blast and you're not letting me do it. So therefore your, you know, your legalistic mindset is like keeping me from living my life. And it's like, no. And that's, that's what I loved about it. Cause it was like, you're, this is equating to our relationship with Christ. It's like, stop looking at it as this list of rules that you can't do and look at it as the freedom mm-hmm. that Christ has for you. Yeah. Right. Like wants you to live your life in freedom, wants you to be able to have fun. Yes, we, we can have fun. It is 100 percent acceptable to have fun, have that joy, have all those things. Are there going to be heartaches or is this life going to be tough? Like, yes, all we live in a fallen world. So nothing's perfect. It's, it's going to be like that. But to think of God as like, you know, this judge, this ruler that's sitting on a throne just waiting for you to do something bad. And then, you know, like with a tally mark, like, I think that's how people, I feel like think of God where it's like, "Mm, screwed up again, put that on the go to hell side. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I I 100% know what you're saying. It's It's like a very simplistic way of thinking of it, but that's like the reality. And then if you do something good, people are thinking Mm. like, oh, I got a check mark on that side. And if I can just equal enough good to outweigh the bad Mm. in my life. And I'm just this good person and they can still keep one foot in the world and one foot in what they feel like is faith, never fully trusting Mm -hmm. their savior. And and, and so that's what I think. Yeah, it was such a beautiful analogy. It was really, I was like, that's what I've been trying to tell people during coaching sessions. And I feel like I'm just. And now I have an image of you with like double fisting crayons, like which you never that's what I All like. Look, look what sense. I drew, mom. You know, and it's just a scribbled page, and you're like, "Oh, that's great, honey." <laughs> like that's how I felt when I've tried to explain this before. You know, and then no, I hear it, and I'm like, to... "That's exactly like, dude. That's what I've been saying. I've been trying to <laughs> yo, say that. Yo. <laughs> I've been trying to say that. That's exactly what it. You're, yes, I agree. Because <laughs> everybody listening to this is, makes total sense. But uh, along those lines. And I think this is what you're talking about. What we really want to get to is being able to let go of someone. Mm-hmm. And I th- and and that's what you you preface this by asking me this. And I've never, I don't fully feel like I've ever had to deal with this. Right? And I pray that I don't have to deal with it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really do. I pray that I don't have to deal with this. But if you read. Mm, 
Man, should have looked it up. Should have looked <laughs> Brad, it up. Brad says this on every episode. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's in First Corinthians where Paul talks about, you know, we just mentioned this. Yes, we just episode. mentioned it like yeah. last episode. I think or it's a first. couple episodes ago. Anyway, it's the same concept of what we're talking about right yes. now. They had to let go of that person. Now, imagine if that person was your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you're trying and trying and trying to be like, hey, you need this. You need to do this. You need this. And, you know, I don't like saying, but you're you're almost like that nagging spouse, right? I'm not going to say nagging wife because this could be a husband too, right? So well, now you just did. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying it's only wives. Yeah. No. Right? But you can be trying to tell your spouse, hey, here's the light. Here's the light. Here's, here's the, light. the right thing. Here's the right this thing. The right here's thing the right to thing. do. Just do these things. Just do these things. And, and, and you'll get better. Like, this is going to be better. Our marriage is going to be stronger. All this. Or you have a kid. <laughs> if you just keep yeah. doing these things, man, like, come over here. It's better. It's mm-hmm. better over here. Come over here. Keep doing these things. And they're not. That's what this whole thing we we're talking about is where God will allow things to happen to where they have to reach the bottom and where it's like you have no more choice. I guess you do have choice where your choice is I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just done. Like I don't know what to do. I'm just done. Or you hope that now everything starts coming back to them and it's like I have no other place to go other than God. And then you really get to know who God is. You do. And I wish, I wish, I was listening to this today and I'm like, why did it take me being all the way like rock bottom in the sense of, you know, my family, like the divorce papers were lined out, losing my family, not spending time with my kids, not spending time with you, you know, running amok, selling things that I didn't want to sell so I could have cash, like all these things. And, you know, to finally hit, you know, the, the rock bottom of, of what I hit, I think it was like twofold. I think there was a further rock bottom mm-hmm. that I would have hit for sure. hundred percent for sure. Cause I was definitely on that road than where I was. And then that's right when God met me. Right. And still gave me a choice. Mm-hmm. At that point, still, you can keep ruining your life and doing whatever you want to do. It's okay. Go ahead. You know, like still gave me that that fork in the road, right? There was a question that someone DM'd us or put on stories. I don't know the right term. Whatever. Some You asked a question, so everyone started firing off ideas for podcast episodes, which is great. We're like, please. Mm-hmm give us some ideas or give us things we haven't talked about. And we probably have. And so we'll, we'll like send you to that episode. But one of them was, was said, I want Brad to talk more about God was talking to him. He said on an episode, but then he had this, this, you know, road to Damascus experience. It's like, boom, like this is it. Yeah. How you didn't right. listen to God until when, then. Yeah. And I, I want to, this is where I really, I've heard, I've heard a couple things throughout this week just with like my devotions and, and looking at different things that I look at for just, um, you know, knowledge of life and faith and all that. And I think that one, you know, Lisa was trying to speak into my life. I wasn't hearing it. 
right? So that was one way that, that God is trying to reach me. Um, my family, my, my parents were trying to speak life and I'm like, I'm not hearing this. I don't care about this. You know, I had friends, they weren't, they weren't trying to speak necessarily faith life. They were just like, you're being stupid, mm-hmm. right? Like trying to pull me out of the, mm-hmm. my stupidity, which I, I do think that God was using them, yeah. you know, using all these people. It's interesting though, because at some point, you're so deep in all those things that a person telling you something isn't, you, you say it all the time. I, we talked about this. We did this. I told you this. And I'm like, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm an idiot and mm-hmm. I don't remember things. It's just, I don't remember it at all. So I think there's a point where, you know, God uses people to speak through them. But at the same time, that's not all like too many people hang their hat on, God's going to speak to me through people Mm. where in actuality, God's like, I can speak to you directly. Oh, it's true. Right. And so that's what happened with me. I wasn't listening to any of that. And I think that there was, I think God was trying to use people to speak into my life a hundred percent. And, but I was so deep in what I was doing. I was like, I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Like I talked about one time I, I saw some, you know, um, probably some college kids I'm assuming, you know, doing an outreach in a downtown area, you know, on the back of a pickup truck, like with an amp and just, you know, preaching the gospel. And I'm like, man, those idiots. That's what my thought was. And I'm like, who are you winning over? Like no one here is listening to you. Like everyone here is drinking, getting drunk, partying, you know, all these things. Like no one's listening to you guys. You're just literally wasting your time and people are actually making fun of you, right? And now I look back and I'm like, man, someone was listening. I'm sure some seed was planted. Do I know if that's the most effective way? I don't know. I I really don't. Yeah, but they were doing what God was asking them to do at the time. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that that could have been a a time where I was like, man, maybe I'm not doing what I should be doing. Right. Maybe I should be, you know, maybe, maybe, that's maybe God there talking is to me. a little bit of like something left inside of me that, that's still soft and still like, okay, you know, I am doing wrong. And that wasn't the case for me, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that the answer to that question with all of this, that was going on, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel there was a point where my parents were like, well, it's done. Like I can't do anything for him. I don't think that they did that physically at all. And I've never talked to them about this. So, you know, I'm not speaking for you guys <laughs> just to let you know, because I know they were praying constantly, yeah. but I know at some point physically I would say, and I could be misspeaking cause there's things I don't remember, but I know at some point physically I wasn't, I wasn't engaged with them anymore. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't getting like audibly talked to or text. If I did get text, I just ignored them. You know, so I mm-hmm. was like, I was not. They definitely were never supportive of the direction that you were going. Absolutely not. And so that that's important to know is, and you know, just that aspect of knowing like you can love someone mm-hmm. and not support their behavior. Yeah. And I think, you know, it was never that your parents withdrew their love, but definitely like the support Mm -hmm. of we're going to continue to condone your lifestyle and what you're choosing. Yeah, for sure. I think there was that 
that distinct line? I mean, I don't understand. You brought this up when we were talking about this and you haven't said it yet, but you know, you've helped, you help a lot of women one-on-one coach a lot of women one-on-one. I don't coach a lot of guys one-on-one just because my schedule's kind of crazy right now. Not because I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Don't, but you coach a lot of women one-on-one and you were saying that, you know, you've heard of like, you've heard of stories where they're separated. They're not fully divorced. You know, maybe this could work out. And uh, the husband's still coming back to the house, even though he's got maybe still actively, still actively in an affair, you know, doing these things. And it's like, man, that's a let go moment. Like for you, right? There was a point you let me go, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, and not knowing maybe w- you would come back if I come back. There was a point where I was like, "No, I have to let you go. Like I can't, I can't keep like trying to hold you and make you do these things. I just have to let you go and let God and do pray what God will use it." Yeah, yeah, and and maybe maybe I, so. I won't say that everyone will turn back to God. Like I won't tell people that because I don't know that, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that if someone's had a genuine relationship with Christ or some kind of something genuine before they, you know, the term, the Christian term is backslide before they turn their back on God and move out or, you know, walk out on your spouse, do all these things. I do think there's a high probability of that person coming back to his walk or her walk with Christ, but that might not mean you're there. Mm-hmm. That might still mean that you got a divorce, you live in different States or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like this is it, right. That might mean that. So yeah, I mean, I just, I think that, what we're talking about is exactly what you did with me, not knowing what was going to happen, knowing that you weren't going to save me. Like there was nothing you were going to do that saved me. Yeah. Right. And that that was hard to, to get to. And I think that's the reality of that. We're wanting to someone to recognize in this episode is that redefining what you feel is loving, right? Mm -hmm. Loving someone oftentimes means that you set up, protection and guardrails and you you have a boundary you can't make someone else like i couldn't set up a boundary that you were going to abide by but i could set up boundaries for myself that i was not going to let Mm -hmm. you cross into and those things are difficult because i think the reality is is that we do we do we are tempted to accept halfway healing and oftentimes, like, and there were many times I wrestled this out, like, I just wanted you to be around me because I still would feel like maybe if you were around me that you mm-hmm. would wake up, mm-hmm. even though that wasn't the case. And I just kept kind of hurting myself in, the, in those situations and placing myself in positions that would repeatedly allow me to feel betrayed and rejected. Yeah. And, you know, there was this, there was this place that God brought me to of entrusting you into his hands so much Mm -hmm. that I had to actively take steps that were against my nature. Yeah. And I think that's where what I want to address a little bit is just, you know, there was never a time that I wanted to have to kick you out of the house, Mm -hmm. but there was, 
this recognition of truth and standing in truth is a beautiful thing. And, and that doesn't mean you just stop loving, but it's like, I have to stand in, in God's truth. Yeah. And if you're choosing to live with one foot in the world, then I have to let you fully go towards where you're already walking mm-hmm. and pray and hope that in that process, you will realize how empty the world is. Right, that everything that you're grasping at to fulfill you, to um, that you've decided is is your path in that moment yeah. is going to bring you up empty, shorthanded, and in that process, that yes, God's going to continue to call you, go after you, you know. And I couldn't make that happen, Mm-mm. you know. But I didn't, I didn't want to have to pack up all of your clothes yeah. and put them into a storage shed and hand you the keys to the storage shed. It was one of the most gut wrenching things I've ever done was to put my face in your clothes and Mm -hmm. think this might be the last time that I ever just smell him, Mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't want to do that, but it was a necessary step in letting you go and letting you come to the end of yourself. And there was, there was boundaries. If you, you, we're not allowed to come into the home and pretend like you had a wife and children and play husband and father to our kids while actively living another life. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a level of letting someone experience the consequence of their decisions. If you stand in the way of someone's consequences and I did it, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I tried many times to be like, okay, well, I'll try this and I'll say this and I'll do this because for sure I just wanted to to mm-hmm. wake you up in that moment. But I did stand in the way for a while. And then finally it was like knowing like, okay, that surrender process. I cannot stand in the way of the consequences that you have to walk out. And I see this happen with the betrayed spouse over and over Absolutely. and over and over again. And it sucks because the reality is, is that the consequences that you experience had a direct impact on me. Mm-hmm. And so it does feel like you, you are almost punishing yourself. And sometimes we're okay with staying in like an artificial happiness or an artificial, what I see often happen is like someone gets like one little crumb of a -hmm. good thing, Mm -hmm. right? And we become satisfied with the crumb. It's almost like easier to just be satisfied with that little bit versus like the the entire meal, like the entire yeah. bountiful thing. It's like I'll just be happy with this because I would rather have this crumb than nothing. Than nothing. Yeah. Where we just get in the way of this natural consequence of God saying, "This isn't about." I'll, I'll put it in my in my terms. This isn't about you, Lisa. This is about my pursuit of Brad mm-hmm. and giving him the opportunity. To recognize who I am in his life. And in that, there had to be this breaking away of all these things, this coming to the end of yourself. And so it it was this listening to the message today, and I'd already been talking to you about this topic Mm. throughout the week. And then hearing it today, this this knowing that someone is not going to change until they're ready to change. Someone's not going to go after God until... Literally, they have come to the end of themselves. There are people who won't. 
right? Yeah. There are people who will, and they, they come to Christ in, in the middle of it, and it's a beautiful thing, or they never have to go through the bad thing. That's what we pray for mm-hmm. our kids, right? Yeah. Let that be their testimony. But if someone does have to come to the end of themselves, don't get in the way of that. And God used that testimony in Hosea, you know, walking this correlation, this love story mm-hmm. between Hosea and Gomer and God and Israel and allowing the recognition of like, you can't replace me with artificial gods. You can't go and replace me with artificial love, right? It's, I'm going to let you come to the end of yourself. So you really know that I'm faithful, Mm -hmm. that I love you, that I am your redeemer and that I can take what was once distorted and ugly and perverted and turn it into mm-hmm. i don't know if just, you allow full healing like the halfway healing is it's wild to me i think it's a it's it's just what i mean maybe it's always been around but i feel that it's just it's just kind of goes along with society where it's you know what what was it that one thing we said one time it's like the microwave society where right you can just you know have whatever in just a few minutes a few seconds like you want everything now and so you get a little morsel of the healing and then that's it you stop and that uh, we've talked to plenty of people where they're sitting across from us and that's literally what is happening or has happened is you're not done Mm -hmm. you think you're done you're not done like this is where you want to sit. And then for the, I'll tell you this too, like for the spouse that has, you know, the one foot in the world still and, you know, one foot at home, one foot in faith, whatever it is. And, and you're, you know, checking all the boxes because that's all you're doing, you know, it's placating to your, your spouse. And even like, even if we've had it where I've, I've, I've sat across from a couple and I could see that the one person is not there Mm -hmm. i could see it as the most one it's the most arrogant thing to do to think you could do that um two i think it's very um i I mean it's arrogance just comes in my head but more of this like i think it's evil you're 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 dragging someone along for a ride thinking that you can still you know live in the world that you've created for yourself outside of your marriage and outside of your walk with God, which there's nothing outside of your walk with God. If you're outside your walk with God, then you're outside your walk with God. Like there's nothing. And guess what? God sees what you do outside of the church. Absolutely. So (laughs) it's just, it just, those things like get me fired up. And, and because I was there, like I, you know, it's something that I've heard. I've, I've said it a couple of times, you know, I get fired up about those things and I guess I can understand it at some level, but I, I also don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, just wake up. You know, it's, it's something we're going to have a whole topic, not on this, but this other thing. And I, you know what? We're going to do it next week. So I can oh, give, good, I can give perfect. like a little, I have a little preview. Right Love now. it. But it is the whole passive Christian or passive husband or passive wife that I feel is creating all these problems. I like it. And so if you have one foot in the world and one foot in your walk with God, like you don't have a walk with God. 
Like that's that's what it is. Yeah. You don't because if you have both feet in your relationship with Christ, you're still gonna have to deal with worldly things, and you still might be detoxing. Mm-hmm. But God still, I mean, He always He's wrenching things out that. Don't but you're not people. placating to the world. Yeah. Right. And you're so, not trying to live in both. Yeah. And so the, the the hard thing is is this letting go process, and I think that it's so powerful and. People can be like, man, that's so cruel. That's so hard to do. That's one, it is hard to do. Cruel, I don't think it is. It's loving. I don't think it is. And that's what I was realizing the more we talked about this throughout this week and then just even today listening to it, where it is this loving piece of like, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. You know, I I can, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to keep doing these things, but clearly I can't make you do anything. And that's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, a very hard pill to swallow. So, but anyway, yeah, I, it's tough. I I, mean, I do think of it even like this aspect of, you know, we're in the stage of like raising teenagers now, right? And in that stage, there comes this same kind of, we can give you, we can we can try to equip equip you. Yeah. We can um, we can talk to you about driving and all the things that you should do with driving. Like if we just want to yeah. make it really simple. Yeah. Right. right. We can tell you um, a million times. We can try to impart on mm. you the knowledge of observation and you know this level of being able to discern quickly what's mm. happening around you and to make quick decisions and to be driving aware always and you know just we can try to do that but you cannot i cannot put my foot on the gas pedal and the brake for my child Mm -hmm. and it is the same like in any relationship right eventually like for our kids they're entering this stage where the decisions that they make in such a simple thing as driving Or in the relationships that they choose to pursue or their friendships matter. So anyways, I think it is this distinct reality. It it correlates so well with Mm. what it is even in your spouse. Like you cannot make those things happen. I, the loving thing that we're doing right now with our kids is we're loving them, but also like, Allowing them to go and make decisions. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's it's a different level of what we're doing, but we're loving them by giving them the keys. Yeah, because I I want to keep them. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) I don't want to. Go do the things that you want to do, you know, and you have to. You have to do that. This is such a tough subject, and people that are in, in it, in the middle of it right now, I understand that it's so hard. It talks about this in the Bible. It talks about it in the Old Testament. It talks about it in the New Testament. How there are times when you cannot break through to somebody and you just have to let them go. Mm-hmm. Now, can you still pray for them? Yes, you should be. You Absolutely. should still be doing those things. All those things. It, it, it does remind me of the, you know, uh, what, train your child up in the way they should, should go. go when he is old he will not depart mm-hmm. from it. yeah it does remind me of that because i i think i mean that's that is the case in a lot of these right mm-hmm. you might not see it 
but I do think that is the case in a lot of these things, you know? And, um, yeah, this is, this is, when you were telling me the subject, I was like, this is tough because it's so hard to tell someone like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to let that go. Or you have to change the locks and tell him he can't come back. Mm. Yes. Like you're going to have to do that. Well, but what about my kids? Yeah, exactly. What let him realize that. What about let your kids? Let her realize that. Anything you're doing right now is not healthy. Yeah. What about your kids? You should be thinking about your kids too. Mm-hmm. Not what about my kids? They're not going to see him. That was a choice that was made. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's, but you can't allow someone just to keep living like they're like they have two lives. You have to, they have to choose which one they're going to. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then the halfway healing thing, man, why settle this okay this is a good this is a guy analogy 100 percent guy analogy when i grill out something and my youngest knows this now he, he's learned he's very 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 observation like his skills are like super high he he sees everything mm-hmm. he watches me get stuff prepped to throw on the grill meat right not tofu throw <laughs> meat on a grill he sees me start getting prepped and he sees me trimming stuff and then he sees me cut a little stuff and i put it off to another side and then when i see i throw all the trimmings away and then when i'm seasoning i season those little pieces like little tiny pieces and he and then he follows me out to grill and i throw them all on i throw little pieces on and then in like five minutes he's like hey are the testers ready Mm -hmm. they're just little tiny pieces for me to grab Mm -hmm. any now they're good they taste amazing and he loves them. Like it's like this biggest treat and he thinks he's got everyone. It's an appetizer. Yeah. Well, it's not even appetizer. It's just a bite, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like this little teaser morsel of what we're going to have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and he loves it. And there's a little bit of fat on it. And so like, he's like, oh, because he loves that. So this tastes so good. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then, um, but he's not going to go, that tastes so good. Okay. I'm done. Mm. Right, he's gonna be like, no, that tastes so good. I want that. Yeah, I'll wait right? for that so to finish cooking. <laughs> why settle for that? You know, just that bite. Yeah. When if you just keep working and patiently waiting mm-hmm. and doing what you're supposed to do, you're gonna get this. What God's intended for you, mm-hmm. the whole thing, the whole that's, healing. That's not. A guarantee of your results. It's this guarantee of like you are in God's will. You're going towards what he has. Well, the healing. The healing doesn't mean we're together. Mm. It might. It doesn't mean that though. Mm. It doesn't mean that that spouse has turned to the God, turned his ways, came back, turned her ways, whatever it is. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that you are healed wholly. So however that looks, if that is with your with your wife or with your husband then that's even better but if it's not there's not that's it you still have the healing yeah right not the band-aid you're done you're you're healed yeah because you take you into your future yeah like i mean that's the reality right like you take yourself everywhere you go if you don't heal if you don't do the tough stuff Mm -hmm. if you just stay wounded you take that woundedness into every relationship that you have from now on. Right. And you don't want that. Mm-mm. I think it's so important. So yeah, just continue guys to love people by also showing boundaries. And I think that would be our challenge for this week. 
Awesome. 